Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited 42 podcast. Here we are, episode six. Man, it's going quick. It's hard to believe that we're already on episode six. What is that, like 46 more to go for <laughs> yeah. at least a year, right? I thought you said 50. <laughs> you covered by surprise, it was like 52. I'm like, oh, man, that is 52. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today we're just going to ju- jump straight into this topic. We're going to talk about how to walk worthy of our calling. Um and Bobby and I had had some previous conversation about this. Uh, I'll let Bobby start with where he feels, because this was something that spoke to you earlier this week when, in your readings. So Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, just thinking about what we've been discussing, you know, the last two couple of podcasts were about, you know, leading families and leading your kids. And then, you know, just thinking of uh, having it in your mind, like you can't lead anybody if you're not leading yourself. You know, and I know that the biggest hurdle that people have is like, hey, how do I walk worthy of my calling? And um, in my Bible reading on the on the year plan that I'm in uh, earlier this week, it was on uh, it was in First Kings 20, chapter 21. And it was when King Ahab um, goes to a guy and it's uh, Naboth and he tells him, hey, give me your. Uh, Give me your garden. I want to pay it from you. So I'm just going to read a little bit out of it. So it's 1 Kings chapter 21, uh, verse 1. It says, Now there was a man named Nebuth uh, from Jezreel who owned a vineyard in Jezreel besides, beside the palace of King Ahab of Samaria. One day Ahab said to Nebuth, Since your vineyard is so convenient to my palace, I would like to buy it and use it as a vegetable garden. I will give you a better vineyard in exchange, or if you prefer, I will pay you for it. And then verse 3, it says, But Naboth replied, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance that was passed down by my ancestors. And and as I was just listening to that, I was just thinking about like, man, you know, that's like the one of the themes. I'm not going to say the entire thing, but that's like one of the themes of the Bible. You know, you look at Jacob and Esau, what happens with Esau, right? right. He's hungry. He comes in. Gives up his inheritance for a bowl of soup. For a bowl of soup. Little soup, dude. <laughs> to say the least. Like, what, come, what about some pozole or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? But little soup. And it's like, you know, it, and the way that God talks about Esau, you know what I mean? And just that he was going to do that. You know what I mean? And then and then you, you just go down the line of people. And I mean, who, the first one, you open up the Bible and it's Adam and Eve. Right. You know what I mean? And that was, I mean, in a sense, like Adam's inheritance would have been like, hey, you're going to be in this garden. You know, don't eat of this fruit and don't give up what you want for what you want right now. Right. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things that we tell the, the high schoolers often, you know, and that's something that I tell my kids, like, if you just live by that code, you know, don't give up what you want for what you want right now, you know, right. and just thinking like, what is our focus supposed to be on? You know, our, our focus is supposed to be on eternity and what's going to come in the way of that? Whatever we let in the way of it. The cares of this world, yeah. right? And the Bible speaks to that. Like, don't let the cares of this world. And, you know, when we went to, you know, camp with, with the high schoolers, you know, what was our theme verse? Romans 12, you know, and don't be conformed to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. You know what I mean? Offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, you know, because it's our reasonable service. You know, and, and I know like people that I've, that I just talked to, you know what I mean? Guys that we get that'll call up and just talk about certain things. And it's like, you know, I want to work on my marriage and what ends up happening. I'm not getting the, the results that I want. I'm not getting the things that I need. Right. Or like what we talked about before we started recording was 
you come up with every excuse you can not to be there. Sure. Right? And we'll get into that in a minute. But one of the things I, I, I think it's important, what are we talking about when we're talking about our calling, right? Because I think that's what um, confuses a lot of people. Like, you've obviously been called to be a pastor, so, right? But what if I'm not? That's not my calling, right? Mm-hmm. So I think what is important is that we're all called sure. as believers to share the gospel with others, which is kind of the whole point of our podcast, right? And what, so it's not just about like, oh, well, Bobby's been called to be a pastor, so that's why he's talking about it. No, we're called to be an example every single day, what, whatever situation we're in, that's our calling. It's not just if you're on the worship team or if you're a pastor yeah. or if you're doing a children's ministry, whatever the case may well, be. And, and there you go. But, you know, and I think and I think sometimes that's our mindset, too, right? Because it's like everything that you named was in relation to the organizational church. Right. You know what I mean? You know, and is it important that we serve in a church? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Why? And, and we can get into that discussion. But I, I think a lot of the times, too, we think, where is my place and what is God calling me to? And then we do exactly that. We, we put it into the format of church. Right. You know what I mean? And it's bigger than that. You know what I mean? And it's, it's hey, you know what? Maybe your calling is, is whatever position it is at your job. Right. You know? It, what about that mom that's at home that's taking care of the kids? Like, that's what you're called to like that right there is your calling. Like what's it? So yeah, that's a great question. You know, what is our calling? It's that thing that is right in front of your face. The thing that you do on a day-to-day basis as a, that's what you're called to right now. You know, when, okay, that's, let's get into it. You know, when I was, um, before I became a pastor, okay. I, pastor Pat started letting me teach and I wasn't a pastor and he let me teach. And there was a lot of people that were coming up to me after I taught. And it's like, when are they going to ordain you as a pastor? It's like, I don't know, you know? And and we got to be careful with the things that people start saying to us. Because then sometimes, like, it, the enemy will distract us, you know? And and I remember telling people, like, look, I, I don't know what, what the plan is and, and when it's going to happen or if it's not going to happen. But this is what I know. Even if I do get ordained as a pastor... Nothing's going to change. I'm going to continue doing the same thing that I'm that I'm doing now. You know what right. I mean? I was serving like crazy. Uh, I filled in and was just faithful to to you know doing you know filling in for Pastor Pat if that was the case. You know what I mean? Or I was helping somebody else. You know, in one of the other ministries. And and like really nothing changed. Now when something happens, it's like all right, well who's responsible? It's you know okay. I mean that's the difference. I can't pass it off to somebody else and be like, hey, that's you know pastor. You I'm know not right? ordained yet. It's not me. <laughs> yeah, you know, be like, hey, you know. So, you know, in that sense, but, you know, even, even to that degree, right? Because I know I did struggle before I, I did go get ordained, you know, talking about don't give up what you want for what you want right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, the enemy starts playing those, those, those uh, mind games and it starts, yeah, well, why aren't you ordained? You know, and that can go one of two ways. Oh, well, you know what? Maybe they don't see, you know, the potential that I have and I'm going to try to go and get it in a direction. You know, right. or maybe it's like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be doing it. Maybe I'm not, um, this isn't what I'm being called to. And I'm just, you know, it's something that I'm trying to do in my own strength. Yeah. And I, I think that's super important is to remember that um, when, when it comes to things like being called to be a pastor or something like that, like you're going to know 
Like God's not only going to call you, but he's going to confirm it for you. And it's going to be something that, you know, that's the path you're supposed to be on. But I think that like in my, in my studying for this podcast, you know, one of the things that really hit home was it's, we should be seeking to, to please God in all aspects of our life, right? That's our calling. That's it's, calling. it's not, it's not, oh, I'm going to be a pastor or I'm, whatever we do, what, whatever job you're doing, whether you're a stay at home mom or dad, whether you work on cars, whether you're a police officer, you should be seeking to seek God, to seeking to please God in all aspects of your life. And, um, that for me was something that I was like, yeah, that's like, that's it. (laughs) Right. Like that's, I mean, no matter what I'm doing, I should be trying to please him and being an, an example for others. And that goes back to parenting, right? Because if we're not, if we're not doing that in all aspects of our life, if we're only bringing our kids to church on, on Sunday, one service, and then we want them to lead Christian lives, but the rest of the time we're away from the church, you're compromised, compromised in some kind of way. And I know I've been guilty of it in the past where, you know, where I've kind of backslidden and fallen back where I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I go to church. Yeah, yeah, I believe. And then, but you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. You know, uh, the evidence isn't there. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think that's where we all go, where it's easier to go wrong is if you're not doing something, doing more to try and grow your relationship with God and with Jesus, like you're, you're not going to be that please God in all aspects of your life. Right? Yeah. And you know what there's, I mean, and even like, let's go on the flip side of that. You can get people that are actively serving in the church and doing stuff and they're still living a life of compromise, although it looks like they're, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, and that's the story of Cain and Abel. I mean, if you think about it, you know, Cain and Abel are presenting this, this offering and God accepts Abel's, but he doesn't accept Cain's. You know what I mean? And why was Cain so upset? Because he wanted the appearance of looking spiritual of, hey, look at me and look at what I'm bringing to you. But his heart wasn't in it. Right. You know what I mean? We could always, you know, try to address that topic later. But you know what I mean? So we have to be careful of of what it is, one, that we're doing and what we want and, and, and being focused. Like, what is it that we desire? Like, if our if our desire is to walk worthy of our calling, Right. What does that mean? Like, hey, you know what? I recognize that God has saved me. I recognize the fact that I'm born again. You know, and if I'm and if I'm born again, then I should be, you know, living a life that pleases right. God. You know, and, and and you asked a question with with uh, you know what is God's will? And I'm gonna open it up right here to Romans 12 and just read it. It says, and and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into the into the pers- into a new person by changing the way you think. And then here's here's the thing that I want to read. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing and perfect. Like that's how you're going to know God's will for you. You know, and I think a lot of people are are trying to find God's will they're not doing anything. 
Right. You know, I remember talking to Pastor Pat when after I got saved and I was coming and attending and we were, you know, we were on fire for the Lord, got saved and, and uh, you know, coming as often as we could. And, and then talking with him one time and he was trying to get me like to get plugged into a ministry. And I had every excuse of why I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Like I was doing this, I was doing this. Oh, but I wanted to be used mightily by God, but it's like, I can't even, you know what yeah. I mean? But only the way you want to be used. Well, and there you go. Right. You know what I mean? And he, and I remember something that he told me that that's always stuck with me and you, and I guarantee you've heard him say it. It's easier to move a car in motion, to steer a car in motion, right? Than it is to have one that's parked and turned off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's basic. And he's like, and you know, as him and I were going back and forth and he's trying to like, tell me to get plugged in here or, or, or whatever. He's like, Hey man, he's like, look, he's like, you don't have to decide right now. You know, think about it, pray about it, of course, you know, and just do something. And even if you do something and that's not what God has for you, he will course correct, but just make yourself available. And that's something that he told me in the very beginning. Also, you know, he's like, he wants, and he uses this analogy. He's like, he wants, God wants to use people that are fat. Faithful, available, and teachable, you know? Yeah. And that's, and since he told me that, that's all I've ever tried to be. Hey, I'm going to be faithful to, to the responsibilities that I have, right? Not just here at the church, but for my family, you know, at my job, all those things, because people are watching, you know? Right. So being faithful to that, available in the sense like, hey, if somebody needs help, hey, I want to make myself available to help. And if I am going to help out, I want to be reliable in that sense, right? Where it's not like... Oh, I'm here, but then guess what? I'm not reliable because I've spread myself so thin that my family's, you know, upset that I'm going and doing right. another thing. You know what I mean? So being available and then teachable. And this is a big one, dude, because a lot, there's a lot of people that are, that are faithful and available and sometimes because of the wrong motive. And then because it's the wrong motive, they're not teachable. Right. And that, com that comes out huge. And it's like, you have to be willing to be teachable. And that's the hard part of, you know, that's, that's the beauty of, of having a, a you know, a church, you know what I mean? That you can go to and you can learn these things. That's the beauty of it, man. But that's also uh, the heartbreak of it also, because guess where your correction is going to come from? The church. The church. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've told, you know, Stephen, your son's here and, and he's working. And I've told him that like, Hey, like you just need to, you just need to know, I know that you want to do a good job here. And when you get corrected and get correction, it's, it's not to break you down. It's because we want things done appropriately because what are we doing? We're like representing God. People are, are coming here to worship God, you know, and, and there's going to be times that you're going to feel like you're getting picked on, or there's going to be times that you're going to feel like, you know, I, I can't ever do anything good enough. I said, and, and that's the problem sometimes with doing work in ministry because the, the, the hurt is going to come from within the church. Yeah. But you have to be teachable and you have to have that spirit of, hey, if somebody's giving me a correction, I need to just be willing to take it. They're, they obviously something see something in me or I did something that needs to be done a different way. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's probably one of the more difficult parts when you when you are involved in the church is knowing that at some point that correction is going to come from somebody within the church. And. Um, one of the things I've always tried to do, I've not always been successful, but I always try to take any kind of uh, criticism or constructive criticism as, hey, let me let me reflect inwardly. Like, did is this something that I need to correct or is it something that that person just wants to tear me down, you mm -hmm. know? Um, but 
when I was preparing for this, I went to Ephesians 4.1 where Paul says, um, well, it's 4.1 through 3. Yeah, one through three. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all low, lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And um, the part that really st stood out to me was the endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. I mean, it all speaks to me in the sense of like, you got to be humble. You have to, you know, um, there's going to be times where you're going to go through things and you're going to, you're going to suffer and you're going to go through these things, but you should be doing it together um, with love. Right. And then, but th that endeavoring part was what really stuck. Um, and one of, one of the readings I did was from Dr. Getch, I guess his name. I don't know if I said that right, but he said, persevere in the faith when life becomes difficult. And that is something that um, we talked about. Like I'm, I'm personally struggling with right now, right? Like I'm, I feel tired, <laughs> like I'm exhausted. Right. And, um, even coming here today to record, I came up, I was coming up with every excuse not to come. And I was like, man, like, I don't feel good. My wife doesn't feel good. You know, oh man, I almost fell down the stairs. My knee gave out on me, like all kinds of things. And I was like, every time I was like, I can just text Bobby that like, I'm just not going to make it today. We'll have to do it another time, you know, but one of the things I've learned, um, especially in the past couple of months is just keep going, you know, keep trying, keep going. And, um, I mean, I know that through so much of this in the last three months with the podcast, with the youth group, with school and ministry, with everything that I've been doing with work, God has used me. And I've, I've given examples to you of like, man, like, I don't even remember saying that to that person or, you know, and in the moment when I'm doing it, I'm like, man, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> this is so awesome. But as soon as I sit down, like, and I don't have anything I have to do, my brain, my body's just like, like, no more, like, just stop. But then, you know, I'm like, well, I need to study this. I need to do this, or I need to talk to this person. And it, it does get, um, and then trying to juggle all of the stuff that I'm doing there with the family time too, you know, wanting to make sure that, you know, we talk about parenting, but then I'm not being that parent that yeah. we, that I just talked about being right. Like, so trying to do all of those things. And luckily my family supports me like a hundred percent. And, you know, the, the reason why I came was my wife telling me like, no, go, like, <laughs> yeah. go Steve. You know, I'm like, okay. Okay, I'm going. I'm going. Let me get out the door. As soon as I get out the door, then I get here and I feel great, right? Like, sure. not great. I mean, I complained the whole time <laughs> as we were setting up, but it was like, okay, let's get into this, you know? And every time God is faithful to just like, here you go, Steve, here's your words. Like, just do it. And yeah, you know, and, and you, you know, you say that and I even think of, uh, man, that was part of one of the readings this last week also it was in Lou, Matthew. Is it Matthew? Because we're. Um, in Matthew right now. And that was one of the readings where, you know, Jesus asks, he's like, Hey, there's these two brothers. And the dad tells one of the brothers, Hey, go and do this work. And the one brother says, no, 
he's not going to do it. But then he ends up doing it. And then there's another brother that the dad says, you know, go do this thing. And he says, okay, but he doesn't do it. And then he asks the Pharisees, like, who's the one that actually did the will of the father? The one that went and did it. Right. You know what I mean? And that's even there, that too. You know what I mean? And like even hearing that, because, yeah, dude, there are times, man, like it, life gets taxing. It, it doesn't yeah. matter whether it's ministry, whether it's, you know, home life, whether it's your J-O-B, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Like we are going to uh, face that resistance. You know what I mean? And, but it's what you do in when you get that, you know what I mean? And that's one thing that, you know, just, I try to, um, one, teach my boys or I try to pour into somebody that is, you know, trying, you know, to get in line with the Lord. You know what I mean? And it's like, hey, you're going to get pushback. You know, the the closer that you try to get to the Lord is the closer that the enemy is going to try to get at you. And how is he going to try to get you? He's just going to try to get you off the path. That's all he wants to do. He just wants you to continue to listen to yourself like you've always done and take the path of least resistance. Yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that because when I'm also reading the strategy of Satan, because we want to talk about that on yeah. this podcast, but... Um, as I was sitting there, you know, like, I don't really want to do this today. Then, you know, the thoughts like creep in your mind, like, well, is this really what you're supposed to be doing? Then maybe you should just back out. Maybe there's somebody who's more qualified to do this. Maybe, you know, and then I think back and I'm like, well, Bobby talked to a lot of people about this and nobody wanted to do it. So I was the one that wanted to, you know, like, I, I, it's like a, an internal battle against the enemy, right? Like he's putting these thoughts like, Hey, you're not good enough. Remember, remember yesterday when you you cursed? Mm. Is that really what you're supposed to be doing, Steve? You know, like don't let that slip on the podcast, Steve. You know, all those things that um, I the enemy is just like boom, boom. And then even like looking at my family, like the things that happen within my family. As I start to feel closer, I know that my family is getting attacked too. You know, oh, yeah. between whether it's my wife or my kids, and I'm having to deal with. With that, like, well, how am I going to deal with it? Am I going to use scripture? Am I going to use, am I going to get angry? You know, am I going to break another TV? What am I going to do? Like how? And I think that um, the biggest thing is being faithful to God and coming back to what the truths are that we know we have and just continuously trying to walk worthy, right? And um because we're going to fail. We're, I mean, without a doubt, there's going to be some time when we all fail, when we all sin, because we are sinners. That's what... We all fall short. Yeah, we all fall short of the glory of God, right? Like, And that's what um, I think is so difficult, even as you're growing, right? Like that, because I think as you're growing, I think Billy Graham said it, I don't, I'm probably going to butcher it too, but like the as you grow closer, the littlest sin feels so much worse than, you know, yeah. like, yeah. especially when you think about where you came from, yeah. you know, you're like, man, how am I still struggling with yeah, this? Yeah, how am I still, like, dealing with this after all this time, after, you know, and then it, what are we doing there, right? It's on us again, right? Like, what it after all I've done, after, you know, all the, like, no, I haven't done anything. God has worked through me and, and worked in me, and now I, I've... Through the sanctification process, I feel closer. My relationship with God is closer. But I'm so when I feel that, when I when I do have that sin in my life, it's like, man, that hurts. Like, and the enemy, of course, uses that to be like, well, yeah, it does hurt because 
you're a horrible person, Steve. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? It, so not too long ago, we were going through John 15, you know, and we were talking about how, you know, uh, Jesus is a vine and our father in heaven is the vine dresser. Right. And, and it says, Hey, I, you know, I'm going to prune, there's going to be a pruning done. Right. He's, you know, he says, uh, he cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit. So they will produce even more fruit. And it's crazy because Robert came up after me after teaching that, you know, with the high schoolers and Robert's like, wait a minute. He's like, so you're telling me that God's going to, going to prune us even more like even if we're producing fruit like like he's going to prune us even more so we can produce more fruit I'm like yeah dude like he's not just getting you to this place where it's like okay now you're good you know what i mean like there is always going to be something that we need to grow there's always going to be this thing that he's working in us and that's going to come through opposition it's going to come through us doing the difficult things you know what I mean? Right. And, and, you know, it's just like we were talking about with your buddy that that was talking to us after church, you know, a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. It was like, hey, bro, you know, like, hey, you're a big dude. You know what I mean? Like, how did you, you know, like you obviously got muscle. Why? Because you lift weights. And why? Because that weight, you lifting that weight is going to be what's going to break that muscle down in order to grow it. You know right. what I mean? And. And it's like, you have to, you can't get comfortable. And guess what? You can't lift the same amount of weight every single day because then you're, then there's not going to be any growth. Right. You're going to end up plateauing. You know what I mean? And yeah, the trials are going to get harder. And that's why it's like, you know, I, I tell people, it's, you know, it's like what you're going through right now is not necessarily just to get you through, through this and to trust God. Like obviously, yeah, on, on the micro scale it is, but on the big scale, unfortunately, I'm t- sad to tell you, but Something else is going to happen. And this right now that you're going through this season in life is preparing you for that. Because if God were to give you this, that's whatever is going to be on the way, you're not going to be able to handle it. Right. You know what I mean? And he's guiding us along and we need to, we need to trust him, you know, and, and going back even to the theme, you know, of, of, of walking worthy, you know, not giving up what you want for what you want right now. You know what I mean? Like we can look at a couple characters in the Bible, like look at Abraham, you know, Abraham and Sarah. And, and God calls him out. He's like, Hey, go, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. Right. And how long did it take? And how long was he promising him this child? And then Sarah's like, all right, maybe we need to help God out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how we all think, right? Like it's all, I mean, you look at Paul and how long it took for his ministry, right? Wasn't it like 15 years at, at least? When he was just sitting with the Lord. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, how, let me help you, God. Like, no, he has a plan. <laughs> and what's funny, like, and thinking back to that with um, Abraham and Sarah was like, he told them, like, this is what's going to happen, right? But they just were not patient. That was that, you know, let's help. Yeah, yeah, let's help God. Let's and, do this. And, and and then that turned into the a ton of the problems that Israel today has, right? Yeah. Like that bloodline is the source of many of their problems. Yeah, all it takes is a woman to be like, hey, you know what, maybe you should sleep with my maidservant too. Like, well, you know, I mean, it, if I'm just going to help God, I mean, yeah. it's made as well. I mean, yeah, I mean. it's godly, right? <laughs> so, you know, so you had that whole debacle. And then even after that, you know, like just thinking of, of Abraham coming in the place of fear, right? And going through Egypt and it's like, uh, I, they're like, just tell them that you're my sister. Because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're hot. And if they know that you're my wife, they're going to end up just trying to get me out of the picture and killing me. You know what I mean? And it's like, and that was another, you know, think about it. Like the Messiah was going to come through their line. 
You know what I mean? And how easy was it because of the place of fear that he was even willing to give that up? You know, when we talked about uh, Nabu, they're not giving up the vineyard. He's like, hey, no, this is my inheritance. You know what I mean? And and Abraham was just focused on himself in that moment instead of focused on like, hey, what is God going to do? But you know what? At the same time, too, Abraham didn't have anything to sh- like, hey, he trusted God. And God just took him like, hey, I'm going to tell you where to go. Where are we going? Just go. go. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and then... um so you look at that, you look at Jacob and Esau, you know, the same thing. And it's like, you know, sometimes we try to control things, you know, it, you know, it, it was told that those boys, that the younger was going to be over the older, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It was told that, Hey, you know, the, the, the older one is going to end up serving the younger brother. And guess what? They ended up trying to, to, to work that in their own strength. If they would have just let God do what he was going to do. Would things have been, would his, the outcome still have been the same? Yeah, it would have still been the same in, this, in the sense of Jacob still would have been over Esau. But guess what? When we think that we hear God telling us something, we think that, or when God is telling us something, we think that we need to be the ones that need to take the control of that. Right. And do what he wants us to do, even though he has a plan for it. And I don't know. There's uh, so much, so many examples uh, going through the old testament um having just finished that class with pastor jack and it it just blows my mind because so many of them also never saw the fulfillment of Mm -hmm. the promise right but they were faithful moses right but he would he didn't want to do it at first either right (laughs) he's like no i I can't speak (laughs) send send me with my brother let him speak you know like (laughs) so i think that but knowing uh, looking back, um, and that was one of the things that Pastor Jack like um, constantly hit on was like not sus- not seeing the fulfillment of that promise, but being faithful and still following after what God tells you to do. Um, well, look it, at Jesus. Look at Jesus with the disciples. Right after the resurrection, Jesus comes to the disciples, and Thomas, you know, didn't believe because he didn't see Jesus the other times. And then you know, Jesus is in the upper room, and Tom- what did Thomas say the whole time? The other disciples saw. And so I was like, hey, look, not unless I'm able to see him and I can stick my fingers in his wounds, then I'll believe. And then, all right, Jesus appears to him and he's like, hey, if you need this to believe here, go ahead and do it. And, you know, Thomas obviously bows to the Lord and says, my Lord and my God. And, and Jesus says, hey, blessed are you who see and believe, but more blessed are those that believe that don't see. Right. And who's that? That's us. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's what we do. And it's like, this is our only opportunity right now to follow after God and to walk worthy of our calling and walk it by faith. Because when we're in heaven, we're not going to be walking by faith. We're going to actually be walking by sight because we're going to be able to be in his presence and see him. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think of, um, you know, another scripture that pops into my mind is just Enoch. You know what I mean? It says that Enoch walked with God until he was not. And it's just like one of those things. It's and things changed things changed after he had methuselah and it was like hey you know what i'm gonna walk with god you know all the days of my life and it's like dude if we were to just do that if we would just wake up in the morning and have a conscious effort and say hey you know what jesus just be with me like i just want to walk alongside you and if and if we really had if honestly if we really had that in mind how would we act when we go into our work how would we act in our homes? You know what I mean? And it's like, man, just like help me to walk worthy of my calling, knowing that because he's there. Right. He is present. Well, that goes back to Samson, right? Like 
I want to be like every other man. Oh yeah, dude. Basically, right? Like we see what how hard is it to walk this path and then seeing somebody who is not a Christian who seems like they have everything they could want, right? Yeah. Like and then we're sitting here struggling like well, maybe I'm on the wrong path, maybe I need to follow that guy or why can't I just be like all these other people and you know party all the time and but i there um i think it was this guy i I was reading so much about it and there was a um a story that one of them told that was uh, there was this marine and he was like the walking poster board marine right like Mm -hmm. he could out shoot everybody he could out pt everybody more pull-ups more push-ups he was like the marine that every other marine wanted to be like but this person got to know him and found out like his personal life was in complete shambles. Like he was, he was on like his second or third marriage. He was, um, you know, abusive to his wife and kids. And, you know, he did not, he drank a lot to excess, you know, like it was just when you see that, like, that's what, that's what I resonate with. Right. Because having come from where I did to where I'm at now, like I see that when I come home, like my life isn't in shambles anymore. You know, like I might've faced something difficult today. I might be tired. I might not want to go do whatever it is I have to do, but overall my life is peaceful. I don't have the same struggles that I did before where it was like a constant battle with everybody in my life other than myself. Right. Yeah, like, and, what, and what changed? Like you're still married to the same woman. Yep. Your kids are still there. Yep. You know what I mean? What changed? I did. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. With through Lord. through Jesus. Like it's the Lord coming into your life and you allowing him to change yeah. you. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, even thinking of like, you know, you're talking right now and you're talking about, you know, Samson and wanting to be like everybody else. And it's like, um, there's another example in the old testament in in where it's it's um you know, with Nahum. It's Elijah and um and Gehazi and you know a bunch of stuff happens and, and Elijah you know ends up telling Nahum go dunk in the river and he dunks and he gets healed and and Nahum wants to 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 pay him back pretty much and Elijah's like no don't worry about it just you know go ahead and go and Gehazi's like dude like this guy had money that was going to give us and on the slide goes behind and and actually takes it's like hey you know what we actually have some guys that do need some help you know if, if you were really gonna reach out and bless us you know like I'll, I'll take it and I'll give it to the guys pretty much and uh, he takes it and he hides it. And then Elijah's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this is not the time for riches. This is not the time for this. This is not the time for that. And he's like, don't you know that, you know, my spirit went with you when you walked out those doors. And, and unfortunately, Gehazi ended up, you know, gaining the leprosy that came from Nahum. And as, so as you were talking about Samson, I was thinking about that. And it's like, even with this podcast, you know what I mean? Like, dude, we're not, we're not pausing right now so we can talk and try to sell pillows and right. try to sell, you know what I mean? It's like, well, you and I discussed that. Like, hey, you know what? We're going to do this and we want to get the gospel out, you know? And I mean, yes, there have been people that have, you know, donated and great, thank you. And that's going to go so we can, you know, buy an extra mic or get some some stickers and try to bless some people and try to get the word out. You know what I mean? Like, great, but we are not going to try to fight it in our strength in order to do what? To sell out? To right. try to get a, a podcast like 
you know, Joe Rogan or somebody else. Like, yeah. we're not going to do that. You know what I mean? And it's like, we're not going to give up what we wanted to the whole time and risk the integrity so that we can succumb to what the world wants. Yeah. And we have very serious conversations about that, like, all the time. Like, on any decision, it's like, well... How is that going to look? What do, what do we, what is the focus of it, right? Like we don't want, um, we want God to be the focus of this. And, uh, you know, we're just the hose. Is that what Pastor Pat says? Yeah, like just, the hose, yeah, right? Just a conduit. Yeah, we're, yeah. Just, we're just the vessel that's so, going to get used. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and I think of like just having that short sightedness, like and sometimes we get wrapped up in the things that we want, you know, um, when Deanna and I were talking about, you know, what we were going to talk about, you know, and I was just thinking, I was like, she's like, well, when did, when is the time where you felt like you had to do that? Like you were giving up, you know, what you wanted for what you wanted right now. And I was like, unfortunately, like I could name a ton of those. <laughs> I was like, but it, you know, it's like when, with my drinking, you know, when I used to drink and, you know, and, and she had to, I mean, it got to the point where she had to tell me, you know, Hey, it's either the alcohol or it's the family. It's like, dude, that's a no brainer. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's, Hey, no, no problem. You know what I mean? But it's like, I, unfortunately, man, I talked to too many guys and it's like, they want to fix their marriage. They want to work on things. And obviously their heart's not in it for the Lord. They just want to, you know, put a bandaid on a bullet wound right. is what they're wanting. Like they're just seeking help because they think that it's going to change their circumstances. It's like, no, you have a deeper issue that you need to work on. You know what I mean? There are some things that you can work on right now that you can actually do tangibly that will, you know, obviously better your situation. But a majority of it's like they're not going to want to do those or give those things up because God hasn't changed their heart anyways. Right. You know what I mean? And that's, I mean, just thinking about the work, right? Like, so you said, what did you have to, once, one time you gave up something like for just wanting to grow doing school ministry, doing, uh, serving in the youth group with you, mm-hmm. like all these things, like I could give that up and take my RV, go camping every weekend. You know, I, there's a lot of things that, um, I could give up for it, uh, immediate gratification, yeah. right? Like, okay, uh, I could be golfing while well, it's raining, but I could have been golfing, right? Like there's all these, like what, it, what is, more important to you in your life, right? Like, is it more important to, for me to get in my RV and go out to the lake and sit there and play and have a couple of beers? No, I'd rather be here doing this. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I still want to go camping with my kids, but only when the time is right, you know? And, um, I think that's one of the things that people look at, like, oh, I don't know. I I like to play golf on Sunday morning, so I don't want to go to church Sunday, you know, and, and I, I'm guilty of that without a doubt. I, the reason why I go to church on Saturdays was because I used to play golf with my dad every Sunday morning. And, but now it's more of a habit and of, I enjoy Saturdays better than Sunday mornings, but it was, it was, that was my original reason for going Saturday because I didn't want to give up golf Sunday morning. And I, <laughs> but, but hey, guess what? But you know, fortunately, you know, we have an opportunity where you could do something about that and still enjoy right. those things. You know what I mean? And I think, I think that's the hard thing that a lot of people think too. You know, like we talked about this with you know with the youth, where it's like, you know, why does God have these rules? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't like say rules, but why did why does He have these rules? Why does He have these commandments? You know, is He trying to strip your fun away from you? Like, because that's what most people think. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And it's like, that's not what it is. Like he knows that if he's not at the center of our life, guess what? Our life is going to be unbalanced period. Because those idols, those things that we end up turning into idols, those things demand a sacrifice from us. You know, I was talking to, to my buddy, Philip, you know, when mm-hmm. he was asking me about Ecclesiastes a couple of weeks ago and, and, and I said, Hey dude, those things become idols and more money, chasing more money. Like that can become an idol and it is going to demand that you sacrifice it in order to receive it. I said, we're on the flip side, God sacrificed himself so that we could have him and have all of him. You know what I mean? And it's like all these other things that we want is going to demand that we are trying to chase after it and it will never fulfill it. It will never be enough. You know what I mean? And then we give up these things. You know what I mean? And just, you know, anybody that's listening is like, you know, what have you given up for a temporary gain? And looking back, it's like, man, I, I, what was the point? Like it did not pay out. You know what I mean? Right. It did not pay out. One of the things you said that I just, I'm really got to, I learned it, I think it was when I was in college, when I was going through classes at GCU. Um, a lot of people say, put God first and uh, that we should be putting God at the center. Because if, if you put God first, then that's saying that there's a competition. And at some point he could lose that first place spot, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so don't think about putting God first. Think about putting God at the center of your life and everything is revolving around him and everything that we do should be to glorify him. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that really struck with me because I, I was one of those people put God first. Well, it's not a competition because he's, he wins. Right. Yeah, Cause a lot of times when we do that, it's like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to wake up, I'm reading my Bible and you just get through it because it becomes a task. Right. And then you did that, you check the box, and then the rest of the day you live like however. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you put it at the center. And I I mean, I love the illustration that Pastor Pat's given where it's like, hey, think of it as as a bicycle tire. You know what I mean? And then so you have the center of the bicycle tire and then you have the spokes and everything is leading to that, you know, and but it's God that's at the center of it, you know, and he's said it before. He's like, hey, sometimes my family, you know, needs to come first above, you know, before ministry, before, you know, whatever the case may be. He's like, and there's other times where my family has, is not going to be first in those times because there's other things that have to happen. You know what I mean? That are a necessity to happen. You know what I mean? And, and, um, you know, it's having that balance. And and I think a, a lot of people struggle with balance. You know, the, you probably hear it all the time, you know, work-life balance. How do you do it? And it's like, the one thing that, that we need to realize is like, you don't need something like, you don't know your tires need balance until when? Until they start to wobble. Exactly. Until they become out of balance. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So like sometimes it's like, oh, this stuff is so unbalanced. You know what I mean? And it's like, hey, that's an indicator that you need to get things in line. Like you don't know that you need to balance something out until it becomes unbalanced. Right. So take that opportunity when it is like that and like, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to stop doing? You know what I mean? Right. I was a part of uh, that men's group before we started doing the podcast. And I had to tell them like, hey, guys, I'm dipping out. I'm not going to participate anymore. You know, I'm not going to be a part of the group anymore. I said, cause I got too many things on my plate already, you know, and I had to stop, you know, right. and it's like, I'm not going to just try to accommodate all these other things just because of the goal that I want, because of what I want to reach and what it looks like to be, you said it earlier of what it looks like to be successful yeah. and achievement. You know what I mean? And sometimes the way we think of success and the way that we measure that is not the way that it should be measured. 
Right. The difference between achievement and significant. Yeah. Right. Because it's all about what what's the purpose behind it. So we can achieve lots of things, right? We can, we can work hard and get awards or bonuses or whatever the case may be. But leading a, a life that's not based on achievement, more on significant and how we can affect others is leading a life that would be glorifying to God, right? And it's you're, you can do both, but I think too many people focus on the achievement aspect and look at all these awards I got, look at all the recognition I got, and at no time are they giving the recognition to who it really belongs to. Right. Yeah, and I think A.W. Tozer has a quote where it's like, love God with all your heart, all your soul, strength, and mind, and then live however you want. Because if you love him with all your heart, you're not going to do all these other things, you know what I mean, that are going to take you away from that. You know what I mean? You're not going to be, you're not going to be taken by the, the things of this world. You know what I mean? Because you have the proper things in the center. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think this has been pretty awesome. <laughs> I think it's a good place to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we do have Ignited Fortitude stickers. I don't know if they can see that on there. This is the first time I've actually addressed the camera. So um, <laughs> breaking the fourth wall yeah, or whatever they call oh, it. But we do have these stickers that um, because we've received donations and um, we've received a ton of feedback and um, we are super grateful if – if we read a review from the the people who are listening, we'll, if they send us an email with their address, we'll throw one in the mail, send it to them. Um, if um, we mention you personally. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you mentioned a lot of people, man. <laughs> yeah, we didn't buy a lot of them. But with the donations, we can get more. And yeah, for um, sure. we'll be able to hopefully send you guys something as a token of our appreciation for you and um, all the positive feedback. I haven't really heard anything negative yet. So that's good. I mean, I don't, I don't run the socials you do. So I don't know if there's been anything negative on there, but the things that I've seen have all been positive. So it's God is really working through this for sure. So thank you guys for listening and tuning in and until next week, Steve, Yes, I am going to pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for just carrying us through so much in our lives. I want to personally say thank you for getting me here today after um, the week that I've had and wanting to just, you know, tap out for for this. knowing that that's not the truth, that's not your will, and that you um, will continue to work in my life and work in the lives of those people listening to us. And um, I hope that through this, people recognize that you're going to have, they're going to have low times, they're going to have times where they backslide, or they're going to have times where they just don't know if this path is for them. And I just ask God that just like you do with me, that you um, show them the truth, you give them the strength, and you bring them to a place where they know that just continue to put that that next foot forward on the path that you light up, God, and um, give them the the wisdom to know 
your truth and the desire to want to have that relationship with you, God. And um, we just want people out there to know that we all have these struggles and we all have um, issues that we go through, but if they need help to reach out to somebody and we pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.